It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we Hello and welcome to this special COVID-19 uh, pre-season, I guess, uh, edition of the Port Melbourne Footy Club uh, Borough Podcast. Uh, Sam Wharton's with me from the club. G'day, Sam. How are you going? Good, Kevin. How are you? I'm well. Now, are you, are you holding up all right? What, uh, what, what's keeping you occupied and what are you doing with your days and what's, what's your commitment at the footy club at the moment? Yeah, so a bit like everyone else at the moment, Kevin, I, uh, I'm, I'm on forced uh, leave away from the club um, other than one day a week uh, on deck and uh, obviously just doing what we can uh, remotely. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said, a bit like everyone else at the moment and just itching for football to get back. Uh, but hopefully today we can check in with a few of the key players around the club and uh, get an idea of what's been happening in their lives and what the build-up to um, the season may look like. Um, if and when we do get one, and hopefully uh, we're, yeah, we're all in the same boat, hoping that sooner rather than later. Yep, and uh, look, it's been a terrific show of support from uh, from members, from sponsors, and from all that. And we'll talk probably in a little more detail uh, after we do the two interviews, but uh, it really has been a great show of support for the club and for VFL footy in general from, uh, from the people around the club. Yeah, absolutely, and I think everyone um, is reinforcing the importance of the VFL competition, and particularly us as a standalone club, um, you know, without that regularity of, um, revenue through uh, match day uh, income and memberships and sponsorships and things like that. It obviously does make it challenging, um, but from a, a membership point of view, we're still selling memberships. Um, so if people want to jump on the website, portmelbournefc.com.au, they can still support the club in that way. And pleasingly, um, since everything came to a hold a couple of months ago, we're still getting an influx of people wanting to sign up and, and show their support for the club, which is just incredibly, um, you know, it's, it's amazing that people are still willing and able to, um, to part with their hard-earned money in these tough times to um, support the club they love. Um, and similarly, from a sponsorship point of view, we recently signed um, our uh, three-year deals with the CFMEU and ETU and, um, you know, incredible um, generosity and support um, being displayed towards the Mighty Borough. So, um, again, we can't thank those people enough and hopefully there's a, a way that we can reward those um, those people sooner rather than later. Yeah, not that they ask for that, but uh, that's a, it's a good thing for the club to do. And, and, and sticking together in, in these times, as you mentioned, is just a, a great show of support and a great show of faith and a great show of uh, the loyalty that uh, that is around the Port Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, let's talk to two of the big players in uh, in the footy club uh, in this in this podcast. Later on, we'll get to the senior coach, obviously, Gary is. But first up, of course, we've got uh, the uh, the co-captain of the, uh, of the club. Let's have a chat to Jordan Lyle. Jordan Lyle is one of the club's current BFL co-captains alongside his great mate Tom O'Sullivan and uh, as well as that he's also a three-time winner of the Frosty Miller medal who has jumped on the line to have a quick catch-up regarding the current situation. How are you, Jordy? Good, thanks, Sammy. Good to be on the line with you. How are you holding up in isolation, mate, and what's been uh, taking up most of your spare time? Um, holding up okay so far. So uh, work for me, I, I work in, um, in wealth management, so we've actually still been, been pretty busy. So I'm one of the lucky ones who has a job that they can keep doing full time. Um, and then I suppose a little bit of trying to keep fit uh, on the side and, and not go insane. We're talking uh, offline a little bit earlier, actually rewind back to last year or was it the year before you even snuck away to the, the Warnable Racing Carnival, mate? That wasn't even on the, on the cards this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. It was, a, it was a bit of a shame. They got no crowds there, uh, there this week, but that was a, a lot of fun. We got a few blokes who had, who had never been down the Warnable before, and a few, a few of the boys, Tom O'Sullivan and, um, and Matt Arnett, came down. They absolutely loved it. So hopefully, uh, in the next couple of years, we might be able to get down there again. Um, what about the playing group as a whole, mate? How are you uh, catching up and checking in on each other without that regularity of 
uh, face-to-face contact with training and games, you know, two or three times a week? Yeah, so I suppose it's mostly online. We've got the um, uh, WhatsApp group that everyone's in where you get a bit of um, formal and informal discussion going on. You get um, team app, which we use uh, to get our fitness programs off, off the training staff and um, then otherwise it's the odd FaceTime or, or phone call with a few of your uh, your mates at the club. And then I think this week we might even have a, a, a um, whole of club Zoom meeting, which uh, will be good to see a few uh, faces I haven't seen in a while. What are you, what are you missing most about it, Jordy? Uh, probably just just the boys. It was, it was interesting. I was saying to um, someone the other day, like it's not even you know pre-season training's not not always the best. It's not the training you miss. It's more just being able to duck down to the to the Northport Hotel after training, have a palmer and a beer, like and chew the fat for an hour. That you probably miss the most, I think. And you mentioned that um, the individual programs that the players have got, you know, to undertake during this period. As captains, do you and Toss feel that extra sense of responsibility to ensure that all the boys are, are you know, doing the right thing? Yeah, we've been trying to keep the discussion up around staying fit. It, at the end of the day, though, like if, if folks don't want to do the program, they're not going to do it. it you just you just uh, put your trust in the in the guys that they're going to get it done. And um, I suppose you try and create an environment and a culture where they they want to actually do it. Um, at the same time, so I trust that the boys will be doing uh, doing what they need to do to stay in good enough shape for if and when we do finally get a chance to come back and train together. And as we speak right now, we know there's plenty of um, you know rumour and innuendo in the, in the media, but um, and, we, and I suppose we don't really know if, when, or how the football landscape might change over the next few months. But do you have any sort of personal thoughts on how this whole situation might end up, you know, impacting the VFL and the nationwide sort of footy structure? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been speculating on it a fair bit. The, the AFL looks like it'll it'll go ahead, but what it looks like for the VFL, and whether that's with, without the AFL teams in the competition, so is it just a standalone competition? And and then the most important thing to consider is whether you know these standalone clubs clubs can actually sustain a season without crowds, um, if it were to be that way. So I think there's plenty of uh, things for the experts to consider. I just hope we can. We can play in some form, um, whether it's a short a short season or just a standalone team. We'd, we'll take anything at the moment, and um, I think when it does resume, it'll it'll still be uh, it'll still be a great competition. It'll still be um, uh, a win that would be pretty special for the club uh, in trying circumstances. And just on a personal level, Jordy, you've had a very successful four or five years at Port Melbourne with the premiership. You know the uh, the Frosty Miller medals and the captaincy and Part of the furniture now, I suppose, in terms of being one of our, one of our most experienced players. What does the club mean to you, mate? It must be pretty special in terms of the role that the club's now played in your um, football journey since you joined us off an AFL list. Yeah, certainly, Sammy. Like, uh, I think when I when I was sort of young, I, I played a few games at, at Box Hill, and Port Melbourne was always the arch rival, and then um, went up, went up to Brisbane, and um, probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought that I'd ever be coming back and playing six years at Port Melbourne, but. It's a pretty special place, and to be honest, from from the moment I first came here in my first year, I just started absolutely loving my footy more than I ever had before, um, and it's been the same ever since. Just a great bunch of guys. Um, uh, we've got a, a fantastic culture, a social culture. The guys, when they train and play, they, they train and play super hard, but then they all enjoy themselves off the field and love getting together. Um, Evie, as everyone would know, does a magnificent job of of I suppose binding the the club together from both a coaching and playing point of view, and um, I couldn't couldn't speak higher of the place to be honest. The current situation, um, given you know any thoughts 
to yourself about what it might mean for your future um, beyond this year? Uh, oh, I, I, that has crossed my mind what it, what it would mean. I think whether we get a season up or not would probably be pretty important. Like I'm turning 30 in a couple of months. If I have to have you know what, uh, two years without or 18 months without footy, I'm not sure if my body would then be able to get up for another season. So um, even if we could just get a shortened season in, it might help me to freshen up and then get through another one or two. So um, I think there's a lot of things to play out. I'm just hoping to play this year, to be honest. I think uh, that's probably the sentiments of all of us, Joey. So um, uh, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. All the best with what's to come, and hopefully it's not too long till we uh, see each other around the club. Yeah, let's hope not. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, Kevin. All right, the co-captain of the uh, the club there, Jordan Lyle, with his thoughts on uh, what the uh, the isolation and uh, COVID-19 is, uh, the effect it's had on him and his pre-season uh, sounds uh, pretty good, very encouraging. Let's get now to the senior coach and find out what's going on in the world of Gary Ayres. Well, he needs no introduction, and I'm used to seeing him at least every second day at this time of the year for the, for the past five years, so it's a little unusual that it's been so long between drinks, so to speak. But uh, Gary Ayres is with us. How are you, Gary? Yeah, going well, Sammy. And what about you, mate? Oh, yeah, keeping uh, keeping myself as sane as possible in these in these difficult times. How are you uh, keeping yourself busy in isolation at the moment? Yeah, well, that's a very interesting question, Sammy. I have probably been removed from my farming days for quite some time now. So, of course, I've uh, become a little bit of a do-it-yourself around the home and I reckon now that we've been going about six weeks I started off as an average do-it-yourselfer and now I've probably gone to the ordinary do-it-yourselfer mate so (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah there's been quite a few jobs that my partner's actually put out a we called it the corona list so she's actually given me a list and uh, I've had to tick those off and uh, I'm slowly working my way through it mate so they're probably the jobs that you don't want to do during the winter time because they're obviously busy playing footy and of course they're the jobs that you put off during the winter time because you're busy playing footy so but um, now nah, all in all abiding by all the self-isolation rules but I'm missing you mate and I'm missing the boys and I'm missing the club so yeah hopefully uh, we'll be able to get back to uh, some sort of footy soon. What's been the, the process for yourself and the other coaches in terms of keeping in, in contact with the, uh, the playing group at the moment? Yeah, we've just been basically doing it by texts or phone calls. Uh, there's been an opportunity for all us coaches just to have a bit of a chat and make sure we stick, I guess, uh, and stay in touch. Uh, the players have been getting a conditioning program once a week. So on a Monday, it generally arrives on our uh, team app. So... Yeah, talking to a few of the boys, they've found that a little bit difficult because of the motivational levels, which I totally understand. And obviously with what we're going through, it's a uh, moving uh, beast, as they would say, from day to day. So, But I've just tried to remain positive. There's, so all in all, I think most of the boys, from what I can gather, mate, are, um, are going okay. So some of them haven't really had much of a change in their life. From what I can gather... Uh, they've actually, especially the guys in the construction industry and the finance industry. So outside the social distancing, from what I can believe, uh, a few of the boys have been quite happy because they've been able to earn a bit of coin on the weekends, mate. So, but yeah, we would like to think that they'll be in reasonable nick. And if we get the nod, I think they'll be pretty excited as we all will be to get back into uh, doing what we normally would be doing.
you've been a, a, an uh, avid sort of supporter of the VFL competition at the best of times, and I, I assume that hasn't changed given the current situation, despite what might be out there in the in the media in terms of innuendo and, and rumours about the future of the competition. Yeah, no, you're right, Sammy. I've always felt that the VFL is the best competition outside the AFL, and I guess when we're in these uncharted waters, there seems to be a lot of time available for people to fill up, I guess, certain uh, media outlets or interviews. And again, I've always tried to look at that from a point of view, whether it's, uh, they say the glass is half empty or half full, I'd prefer to look at it half full. And I think when we don't know much, we tend to always talk about the doom and gloom. And, and for me, you've got to arm yourself with all the facts and we've got to then put into place what we have to. Whereas I think because of the situation that we find ourselves in, the negativity financially, which it is an issue and it's impacting, there's no doubt about that. And obviously there's, I guess, some downtime. And of course, what a lot of people try to do is potentially look at what they can do when we do come out of something like this, which has never been experienced before. But no, I'm I'm quietly confident, mate, we'll still have a very, very good competition, albeit it might be a little bit different. But I can guarantee you, and uh, you know me pretty well, that if we were able to get back and play in some sort of uh, format, the competitive juices would be flowing. And, of course, if we were able to win a premiership, it wouldn't matter whether it was um, during a time of COVID-19 or not. It would still be a great thing to achieve. Absolutely. Uh, it feels like forever ago now that we did play those two practice matches before everything came to a halt. A, a mixed bag of results over those couple of weeks. Is there anything you can now take out of those and the, and the pre-season training period prior or will it just be a case of starting fresh with a, a clean slate if and when we do get back to the season? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, I must admit. I think I'm looking at really positively if we do start because we did have a fairly lengthy injury list to some of our top-end talents. So, in theory, I guess, it should give them a really good opportunity to be brought up to speed, um, I guess, physically. And, you know, someone like an Ash Cracker who had a broken ankle just before we left and Nash Holmes had a little bit of plantar fascia problem and Mitch McCarthy had a, a bit of patella problem with his knee and that sort of thing. So I'd like to think that, yeah, when we do start, that we'll be pretty healthy list-wise and that gives them a great opportunity to make up the hard yards while they've been off. We've obviously planted some seeds, as you know, over pre-season, and even though it's been six or seven weeks, it'll be guided by what we can do, and we've got to be very diligent about what we will be able to do, mate. So we'll certainly get together if and when it is. We've got to do the potential uh, small group training, if that's what they're saying we may, may do. And again, I'm only speculating here because... Yeah, I'm only going on what the AFL are doing, but generally that does sort of roll down to us. And um, then obviously we've got to look at whether, you know, geez, if we could we play in front of crowds, could we not? But from an individual point of view, I think the players will be in pretty good federal, mate. And probably I'd be a bit dirty, and you know me, I do get a little bit uh, angst at times about certain things. But yeah, I think it would be uh, very disrespectful to the club uh, to their teammates if they didn't really give themselves an opportunity to get into some sort of nick while we've been doing what we're doing. Mm. And uh, you mentioned a few of them there, and I know we haven't had that face-to-face interaction for a little while, but again, from a football point of view, has there been any of those newly listed recruits that have stood out for you in the last few months before uh, before we came to a halt? Yeah, again, it's always interesting because, as you said, you've got to think back now and say, hey, what was going on at that particular time? Because it was, obviously, our last practice game was out at Arden Street there, and of course, that was early March, and then even though we sort of did a bit of training for the next week, but 
I did think actually Jack Blair was going quite well before he unfortunately uh, hurt his ankle. But I did speak to him a couple of weeks ago and he sort of started uh, doing a little bit of his rehab. So hopefully he won't be too far behind. I actually thought young uh, Dirk Conan had been going okay. He'd been obviously reasonably solid. Um, we had uh, the opportunity with some of our kids. I thought uh, Jeremy O'Sullivan had actually been okay. I thought uh, Jeremy Lucas had been uh, all right. I thought even Ash Cracker had been really good. I know these aren't technically players that we uh, recruited outside, obviously, a couple of kids I mentioned in uh, Dirk and Jeremy and uh, Jeremy. But uh, it was a little bit interesting because we'd played quite a few numbers. And um, again, what we were doing, we're gearing up to obviously get a uh, opportunity to play practice match three and four, and then of course have as close to our round one team going in practice match four as we could. So um, again, you know, guys like Tommy O'Sullivan, our co-captain, like Toss had been doing a lot. So hopefully he's been diligent enough as well. So uh, I probably don't take a lot out of practice matches, to be honest, mate. It's just about what we can do over that month, and it's always a slow build. And that's really about what we do when uh, there's four points on offer. Well, I suppose it's refreshing to talk uh, purely about football in light of what's happened in the last couple of months. So uh, hopefully it's not too long before we're doing all that on a lot more regular basis. And thanks for jumping on the line for a chat today, Gary. And uh, all the best with what's come. And hopefully we'll uh, see you again very soon. Yeah, likewise, Sammy. And always a pleasure, mate. Go to the borough. Uh, one of the great men of football, no doubt about that, Sammy. He's, uh, he's a gem and uh, the Port Melbourne Footy Club and VFL Footy is very lucky to have uh, Gary Ears involved. Absolutely, yeah. He's a ripper. Um, can't thank him enough. And he, uh, he's always generous with his time. And he's also got a, a tale to tell. And um, I think, uh, you know, we're all missing being able to walk out to one of his huddles at quarter time yeah. or three quarter time at the moment. But, uh, um, yeah, again, hopefully that's not too far away and we can... Um, continue to enjoy the brilliance of, uh, of the man that, that is Gary Ayres. Yeah, absolutely. I think might to the return of the mullet in 2022. We'll see uh, see, <laughs> see, see what the hair's looking I like. Thought, in isolation has uh, <laughs> been good news for Gary's, uh, uh, Gary's former lock. <laughs> Could be good. Um, now, obviously, uh, some messages to get to some people. Look, the, the one thing that's covered that's been good out of, uh, out of the isolation in terms of uh, being able to retrace some of the history of the club and some of the stuff that's gone up on Facebook and on the website and stuff, having a look back at uh, some of the ex-players and some of the, the good old days, as they call them, has been really good uh, Really good stuff to, for footy followers and Port Melbourne fans to have a look at. Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, in the environment we're in, um, we're hoping to try and keep people uh, in touch with the club uh, digitally. Um, and as you say, there's been a, a few clips that have gone up in recent weeks of times gone by. And just to remind people um, that we are part of a, a great club and a great organisation in the VFL. Plenty of good times and memories to draw upon. And, um, and yeah, it's sort of seen a... Uh, a resurgence again in uh, you know people wanting to be a part of the, the club through memberships and and sponsorships and you know um, if we can keep reminding people uh, what's great about the club and the competition then um, you know hopefully it, it bodes well for the future of uh, of all the clubs in the VFL. And obviously uh, there will be uh, news in the in the coming days and uh, and week or so uh, about what's happening with the competition and obviously uh, the social media platforms is where uh, fans and supporters and sponsors alike will find out all about that. Yeah, that's right. So May 11 has been the key date that we've been working towards. Obviously the AFL are pretty close to a decision in terms of what their uh, season 2020 might look like and obviously the, the flow and effect that that'll have to um, our VFL competition and also obviously our uh, our women's team as well. We should, we should mention them. Yeah. But, uh, they're obviously part of the... Um, the Southeastern uh, Women's Competition, which is un- under the umbrella of local and community football, which has also been similarly 
um, impacted at the moment, unfortunately. So, as I say, uh, in about a week or so, we should know a lot more. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be able to get a picture on, on what uh, the season might look like from us. Um, just quickly wanted to mention, Kevin, too. Um, I mentioned uh, some of our um, esteemed uh, members and sponsors that have thrown their support behind the club. But we've also got some relationships with some of our community organisations, such as the Lord Summers Camp and Powerhouse, who are looking at um, uh, getting off the ground a Rock the World uh, initiative. And there'll be more information about that um, on our own uh, Facebook page um, and website over the, over the coming weeks as well as um, the Alana and Madeline Foundation. So members might have seen that there was a, a clip put out from our CEO, Paul Malcolm, explaining that um, uh, cyberbullying, which is what the Alana and Madeline uh, Foundation uh, are in existence trying to eradicate, yep. um, has actually gone up in light of the current um, coronavirus situation. So um, they're, uh, they're obviously seeking support um, as well, and we're proud community partners with them. Um so any, any way that our members and supporters can get behind those um, is certainly very much appreciated as well. Um, and just quickly to finish off, we mentioned the memberships available at portmelbournefc.com.au. Um, similarly, we've got our new uh, 2020 merchandise range, which oh, will be good. arriving at the club shortly, um, and that'll be available online as well um, prior to being available to be sent out um, so people can still um, deck out themselves in the fresh new um, merchandise from Evo Sportswear this year is our uh, is our merchandise partner. So, um, looking forward to getting that in, and um, as I say, a numerous amount of ways that um, people can still support the club, and um, hopefully uh, they can don the uh, don the new merchandise at ETU Stadium at Northport Oval in the uh, coming weeks and months. Yeah, let's hope so, Sam. Let's hope for the the news is all good in the, in the coming days and week. Uh, thanks uh, so much for your time. Uh, good luck in isolation. Let's hope it's not isolation for too much longer. And, uh, of course, all the details anyone wants on all the social media platforms for the Port Melbourne Footy Club. Good on you, Sammy. No worries, Kev. Thank you. Keep your heart-